The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with New York Times bestselling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman. All right, let me introduce you to my friend, Jonathan Bennett. Give him a big leap. Welcome! What's up, Leap? You guys came on a good day. You came on a good day. All right. Discovered on a train. True? Not true. Well, I mean, yes, it was true. Um, I was on a train, and first of all, you guys all look amazing. Like, looking out here, like, look at this crowd. Aren't they beautiful? Fantastic, guys. I already followed all of you on Instagram. Isn't that crazy? Your followers just went up, like, 100%. 150%. Um, So I was on a train in New York City going... I was modeling at the time, and I was going from New York to Rahway, New Jersey, um, famous for a prison. And uh, an agent was there, and I was like, hey, you have a good look. Do you have headshots? And I was like, actually, I do. And pulled out a headshot and gave it to him. Hold, Oh, there we go. We're good. We're good. I I got the shatterproof case, so it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, And... He asked for a headshot, and I gave him a headshot, and he called me into his office a week later, and I went in and auditioned to to have representation, and like two weeks later, I was on All My Children. But it was a great example of being prepared in the moment. Like, do you, are you an actor? Yes. Do you have, do you have a headshot? Actually, I do. Out of the bag. Ready to go. And that that was a great way to uh, show how like, like. Success happens when preparation meets opportunity. You know that's and, well. Thing. How much experience did you actually have acting? Oh man, uh, I, I did like plays in high school. Who, where are the theater nerds? Like, make some noise if you're a theater nerd. Yeah, oh, you guys are theater nerds. You go way louder than that. Where's the theater nerds? Yeah, we're the obnoxious ones in the room, right? Where we walk in, everyone's like, "Uh oh, here comes Jonathan." I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, New York. Uh, I was doing that and. This was way before, I mean, you had to have, this is way before, like, there was social media. I know, crazy. I know, guys. I know. I know you don't understand what that's like. But there was a time when you couldn't just DM someone on Instagram. You actually had to get their information and put it into your phone and call them. And that's what I did. I got, um, I got the agent's card, and, and that's how, how it all happened. But I had been acting for a while. Um, in like high school plays and like community theater plays and stuff like that. So I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know what I was doing. Actually, the true story, if you want the true story of how it happened. Of we we I, want the true story. Okay, here's how I booked all my children. That's why like I, for, for people, I'm a little shell-shocked right now. I just got back from Comic-Con. Do you guys know Comic-Con? Yeah. I've been, I've been doing interviews for about 72 hours straight. So I, if you, forgive me, my brain's a little fried right now. Um, I'm, I'm there promoting my new movie, Sharknado. You guys know the, I know, right? Yeah, you guys like that. Good one. It's a good one. Um, but what was I talking about? The truth. Yes, the truth. So 
I was. Can I you really tell bad, he has a little ADD? I, that's what the story's about. I know. So I have a little ADD. I'm a little hyper, but I have a little ADD, and I was wait, in the middle. I'm explaining to Jonathan what I wanted to do. I was like three words. He goes, "I got it. I got I'm it." Like, wait, I haven't said anything yet. I fine. got it. I got it. It's fine. Fine. <laughs> um, so I have a little ADD, but I'm standing in the audition room, and I'm reading and doing the audition, and the reader who's reading with me had a long monologue. And in the middle of the monologue, I got bored. And so I leaned against a wall. And when I leaned against the wall, they thought that was an acting choice that I was like, cool. You know, like, I'm too good for, like, I had, like, the character was like, I'm, you know, kind of, you know, like, I'm a cool guy. And I'm just like, lean back and like, whatever. But really, it's because I was bored listening to them talk. <laughs> and I was like, just get the monologue over with, blah, 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 blah. When's it my line? Um, and so I was doing that, and I did it, and they were like, afterwards, like, great, and I got the job. And then the casting director was like, you know, it's a really good choice. And I was like, what choice? They're like, when you leaned against the wall. I was like, I leaned against the wall? What? I, don't, I don't remember doing that. Um, but what it, what it showed was, like, literally, life, the, the best things in life and, like, success happen also when you're being your true self. And, like, that was me being me. And that's why they hired me. You know what I mean? Like, they hired me for me. And that's how, that's how a lot of these jobs work, where it's like, you in acting and in hosting and stuff like if you go in and try to be something you're not it's just not going to work like it just doesn't work you think it will because you're trying to fit yourself into one of the other boxes you're trying to be someone that you aren't and trying to fool everyone and what happens is it, it doesn't work but when you be when you're your true authentic self and you go in and just do you yeah you might not be right for that part or that role every time but when it is the right role and you're doing and you're being yourself there's no one that can keep you from getting that job. You're, you just get the job. You know, first, I, I want to sincerely thank you for being here. No. Um, we're not done. but um, I was like, really? Like, I drove right? all the way no, to UCLA I mean, for you know, that? I, I, have, I, really? have so many, I have so many really great patients that could come here and do this, and they don't. And I'm, I'm so appreciative that you do. You know, people outside of the industry think it's like all glamour. <laughs> Right. So yeah, right. I want you to share with yeah. them like what the life of an and he's oh. a very successful actor, i.e. he actually can feed himself from acting. Oh. OK. Yeah. But give Sometimes. them a little taste of, you know, what it's really like, because they have no idea, uh, you know, uh, the, the rejection and and the constant. You know, I told them th this morning, one of the keys to success is tenacity. You cannot make it in this profession without that. So maybe you can just share a little bit of what it is that, that keeps you going and helps you be successful. You n hit the nail on the head. You literally, it is literally, it's one of the hardest jobs in the world, one of the hardest professions you can possibly do. In fact, I think Time, Time, Time Magazine, or it was the New York Times, one of them, uh, put out an article of like the top hardest, 10 hardest, uh, most competitive professions, and this is number two. The only thing that's harder than an actor or a host is a choreographer. Oh, I thought it was a dentist. No. <laughs> a good dentist, yes. He's very good, guys. But my, look, I mean, look at these teeth. Fantastic, right? Am I right? Yes. Very good at his job. Very good. Um, hey, did we plan this? Good, we Can match. You zoom in on the teeth part? I mean, zoom bleaching at its best, guys. There we go. <laughs> um, you, you, the industry is very hard, and I, I feel like that's how it is out there right now in, in a lot of fields, but especially in acting. It's... It's hard to get a job, and I, I er learned at a young age in, in the business like something very important, which is make it easy for them to hire you. 
and whether it's absolutely whether it's acting or whether it's any other profession, make it easy for them to hire you as an actor, and then make it easy for them to hire you again. So not only do you have to make it easy for them to get you on set, but once you're on set, be so good and so professional and so amazing that they want to work with you all the time. Because the fact of the matter is, a pretty like a pretty boy's a pretty boy. You know, like no one's like the guys that I'm against and for these other jobs, like they're no one's reinventing the wheel. Yeah, like we're I mean, not. The <laughs> real fact is, there's one thousand actors. Yeah. That could do that job yeah. as well as you You're not for special. any job you get. Like that's the thing. Like everyone thinks they're special as far as like, oh, they have to hire me. No, they don't. They can hire anyone. But what is it that you bring to the table that makes them want to hire you? Like what is that little X factor that you have? And to be honest, I, I don't know what that is for every person. Like I know I don't even know what it is for me. But sometimes something happens in a room where everything connects. And preparation meets opportunity. And that means you show up every day for auditions, knowing your lines, knowing knowing like what you're going to do in the scene, being off book, having, having professionalism, walking in the room, and the producers and directors are watching you do it, and they just go, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, we like, yeah, we like him. We want him. And, and that's all it takes is showing up and being prepared. And a lot of times... I can tell you recently, like, I've lost a lot of jobs because they want a different look than you, and that's it. Or they want someone older than you or younger than you, and you can't control any of those factors. So every time you go in, you have to then, like, if you get rejected, because you could go in and be the best actor, but guess what? They wanted a blonde guy, and guess what? I have brown hair. So you're just a different color, Eminem, and, and you have to... you All Eminems are, are, are amazing and taste great, and they're awesome, but, like, they wanted a blue one instead of a yellow one. And there's nothing you can do, no matter how much preparation you do. And I was just having this conversation with James uh, yesterday. I was like, oh, I have this audition tomorrow. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just having a, I'm having a, momentary, uh, a momentary feeling of just, like, worthlessness, which happens sometimes in this business. You feel, oh, God, I'm just not good. And you get these feelings that you have to learn how to navigate around because, you know, it's not true. It's just a momentary feeling of weakness where I'm like, I don't know if I want to do the work that I have to do for this audition tomorrow. I know it's a lot of work and I got to do it. And, and if I want the job, I have to put everything into this audition. And I've been doing that the past like two or three weeks. I've had like 10 auditions and I haven't gotten any of them. And like, that's just me being real with you. Like I went in and I wanted a couple of them really bad. Didn't get them. And it's just because they wanted someone else. Not because I was bad. They were like, he did a great job. We love him, but we want with so-and-so. Or we want with so-and-so. And I look at those people, and I'm like, oh, well, they're a different look than me. Or, oh, wow, he's a lot older than me. They probably want someone older. Like, whatever it is, you all of a sudden, as an actor, have to remember it's not personal. It's not about you, which it's so easy as an actor to take it personally and feel like I'm not good enough and feel worthless and, ah, you know, I suck. But you don't. They're just, you have to remind yourself that, though. Like, they're just one of different color M&M at the time. And I said, I have an audition tomorrow, and I don't, I don't want to do the work for it. Like, I, God, I've been going up for these and saying no, saying no. And James looks at me, he's like, but you love this. You, you love what you do. And I was like, you're right, I do. I do. It, it, it takes... It takes a minute. You got to kind of just remind yourself all the time, not just for actors, but for everything in life. Like, yeah, we all live in a state of Instagram and Snapchat. We're like, we want it right now. We want it right now. Like, you have a story 15 seconds. After 15 seconds, it's over. Like, you know, like a minute long video on Instagram, whatever it is. Like, we live in such a swipey, instant world right now that a lot of people I have found recently have been like, and myself included, 
I'm going to include myself in this, be real, real with you guys. Like, if it didn't happen right now, or like if I was up for a job, or up for um, putting something together, building an app, whatever it is that I'm doing, if it doesn't happen right now, then, I, then I'm, I'm giving up. But that's not how it works. That's not, that's not reality. We feel that because our brains are so programmed now for instant, instant, instant. Like, I want it now! Well, it's going to take some time to build an acting career. You know what I mean? And like, even for me, like, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lot of rejection and going up to the plate every time. But the thing with acting and with whatever field you've chosen to go into, like, getting up and swinging the bat is what matters. Like, you have to get up and swing the bat and stand at the plate every single day because you're going to hit zero balls if you don't, if you don't swing. But like, if, if, you don't, if you don't step up to plate, you're never gonna get a job. But like, hey, I'm gonna go in for this audition, step up, bat, and then eventually you hit home runs, and, or you get to first base, or second base, or you, you, whatever it is, eventually you start hitting home runs, but you're not gonna hit anything if you don't swing. And that's, that's a huge thing for, for the entertainment industry. Like, there's a moment yesterday when I'm at Comic-Con, and you have these like fake moments on the red carpet. I call them, we're, we're on the red carpet, and yeah, it feels great. You're there, and there's, like, you know, the kids from, you know, The Walking Dead are there. And, like, every person, I'm, like, geeking out because I'm a huge Impractical Jokers fan. Do you guys like that show? Huge. Huge. And there, and Murr is right behind me, right? And so I'm, like, geeking out. And I'm, like, oh, my gosh. I'm a huge fan. Can I have a photo? You know, I work with Danica McKellar, who you're a fan of. And so I'm texting Danica, like, Danica, can I go say hi to him? And then, and he, like, recognizes me. And he's, like, oh, I'm a fan of your work, too. And I'm, like. Awesome, but um, you have these moments where like you go on these red carpets and you step out and everyone takes pictures of you and like everyone at home sees you being a star, right? And you are, and you are, and for that moment you are, and it's great. But don't think that that's like our lives are easy and that's just it. Like oh, they just live limo to limo, helicopter to helicopter, and like you know you walk around and everyone does everything for you. There are those moments. And you do get to ride in a limo. And you do get to go on a red carpet. And thousands of people take your photo. And it feels great. But the reality is, that doesn't, that's not all day. The rest of the part that you don't see is relentless hard work. Like, every day, working your butt off, making sure... For, for me, I play like a leading man. So that means I have to be in shape. I have to watch what I eat. I have to, I have to look like the person belongs on TV. Like, you know what I mean? And I, not, not to say everyone has to do that, but for what my, what my genre is and what I work as, like, I have to look good on camera because that's my job. So, like, what you're not seeing is me waking up at 6 a.m. and going to the gym. You're not seeing me, like, watching what I eat. You're not seeing me, like, going to my acting coach before an audition for two hours and then going home and having James run it with my, my audition for three hours, bef like, before bed, walking around, like, the apartment going, like, Again, let's do it again. He's like, okay, let's do it again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not, see, you don't see that stuff. So don't think it just all happens. Like, you, what you're seeing is the success that is the, that is a result of extreme hard work. Because when you walk in and you look good and you feel good and you're prepared for the audition and that right role comes along, boom, it's yours. And you're, and all of a sudden you become a star again, and you get to live the star lifestyle. But between yeah. there, you don't have it. I, I think that's the hardest part that, that I hear from you know my patients that act. It's like you have these 
really high highs and really low lows. You know, I get to do entertainment in a completely different way because I'm a dentist. Right. Come rain or sun, I'm a dentist every day. When I do a show, I do it. It's fun. I'm done. You know, anytime I get an opportunity like that, I do it. I'm done. But to build a life where you have to be continually judged and your whole career is based on other people's, you know, direction, mm -hmm. that's the tough part. So you are taking a big step out of acting and doing a book now. Right, and that's, and that's another thing, and that, that's what I realized. I was like, I can't let, and every, I hope all these lessons translate to not just acting, but any, no matter what career it is. Like, there's no guarantees out there, guys. The world's crazy. Like, it's crazy right now. And there's no guarantees. So what you have to do is everything you can to create your own guarantees. Like, I know that, like, I don't want to spend the rest of my life letting other people dictate whether I have a job or not. If you are a lawyer, you go to law school, you get your, you pass the bar exam, you have a law firm, boom, you're a lawyer. You pretty much know you'll be okay if you always have clients like that, right? But like for me, buying a house or something like that, like my income is based on these producers in a room wanting to hire me. That's it. Like I, you know, so what I had to do is create my own opportunity so that way there would always be a steady income, there'll always be money, there'll always be work for you. And so what I did was I thought, hey, what can I do? I'm on Food Network. I was in Mean Girls. These are great ways to, what, how can I merge the two? And I was like, I got it. I'll make a cookbook. And I was like, I was sitting with my friend, Reebs, and she was in my kitchen, and she was making guacamole, and she put pomegranate seeds and apples in it. And if you want to see how an idea happens, this is how it happens. I'll walk you through the whole thing. She's making the guacamole. She makes it. She tries it. I go, it's really good. And she goes, right? It's like, it's not regular guac. It's cool guac. <laughs> and I was like, what'd you say? She's like, it's not regular guac. It's cool guac. I was like, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Fettuccine Alfredo. Fettuccine Alfredo. Oh my gosh! Wait, wait, and, and, then, and I started going. I was like, "What about you? Go, Glenn, hot cocoa." And then, and it, I was like, "We should just stab Caesar salad." And it kept going and going. And I was like, "We have to make a book." And so I, from start to finish, you guys get it, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. So, um, so I went and and I I called my agent. I'm like, "This is a crazy idea, but I think I can make a cookbook based on Mean Girls and do like a parody of it." And they're like genius. So we started putting it together, and it's been less than a year, and it comes out. I'll let you guys guess what date it comes out. October 3rd, obviously. Genius marketing. But it, it's, been, it's been about nine months of the craziest preparation. I've done the whole book by myself. I had to do the photo shoots and the food prep and everything. I got a chef that I work with, Nikki Martin, who's fantastic from Food Network. And we put together this book, and now we're going to be able to go on book tours. And it's about, like, keeping yourself in the in public eye, keeping your brand alive, keeping people, like, always thinking about you, whether it be acting, entertainment, or anything. Like, you have to always stay on people's radars. If you do marketing, no matter what it is you do. And this is a great way to, like, continue to, like, expand your brand. Because now I'm going to become a New York Times bestselling author, fingers crossed. And when I do, that's just one more thing I get to add to my, my sandbox of, like, fun things that I get to do in my life. And that's awesome. So like, so we have this book coming out. It comes out October 2nd. If you pre-order it on Amazon or any of the websites, you can go to Amazon. It's the Burn Cookbook. If you pre-order it by October 2nd, you'll get it by October 2nd night. 
and you'll if you pre-order it like the next month, you'll get it by October second night, and then you'll have it to have like your Mean Girls parties on October third. And there's like a workout and a quiz and like which Mean Girl are you? And it's like all these like behind the store behind the scenes stories. Like it's so fun. So if you guys want it, you can go on Amazon and order it. Um, the Burn Cookbook, but it's it's a real it's a fun blast. But like it's I can control that. You see what I did? I had an idea. And I was like, I'm going to make this happen. I called my agents, and I worked really hard at it. And now, nine months later, it's coming out. And it's, it's going to be a huge hit, and people are going to love it. But, like, I get to control that. Like, I made it happen. I didn't have to count on anyone else. And so being able to control what you can control is huge, I think, for success. I have a great lead for you. Go. My, Michael Drew mm-hmm. is who I work with and yep. made Billion Dollar Smile a New York Times bestseller. Okay. So he has a company that will help market your book and position it in the right places for the greatest exposure. Oh, so that's I'll awesome. Give you his contact. He's awesome. great. Oh, great. Genius. See, that's how it happens too, guys. That's how it happens. It's like it's connections. It's not like um the, right? He's good. He's good. Um let's do a few questions. Yeah, let's and do answers. questions. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yes. Stand up. Yeah, yeah. Uh Tegan. Oh, we're getting a mic. Oh, careful. That's the and that is the edge of the sage. <laughs> in case you were wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Right, James? It's doing good. Good, good. Right here, yeah. Tegan. It's going yeah. great. Okay, let's just go ahead and get these off the table right now. So we'll just get it over with. No, I don't still talk to Lindsay Lohan. Yes, I know my hair looks sexy, pushback. It, I'm not gonna say it's October third on your Instagram. And what's the other one? Uh, four of them. Oh, right, well, that's it. We'll get those three. Okay, well, any any question but those. Go ahead. Um, just, like, the idea of opportunity meeting preparation. Like, it's that idea that every time that you book something or every time that something happens, it is that moment of opportunity met yep. preparation. But oftentimes in the entertainment industry, it's not always the high, extremely high highs and extremely low lows, but there's the little victories that, like, come along the way. So, you know, like the idea that you book something and you know at the end of the day, there's always like that opportunity is not always the opportunity that's going to take your career to the no. next level. So how it's do gonna you keep food on the table and the lights on? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. So some are going to change your career. <laughs> some are just going to pay rent and both are OK. Watch every Hallmark movie I've ever been in. Let's pay the rent. Here we go. Right. Which is the case a lot of times with yeah. commercial work. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So I guess my question is. Knowing at the end of the day that that opportunity might not be the one, how do you go back and go back to the drawing board and say like, how am I going to stay like up on my toes and uh, yeah, how, how you create gonna... opportunities for yourself even when you're not working all the time? I, I guess. Yeah, I totally totally understand. Great question. Um, I think what's your name? Brandy. Brandy? Um, I think it goes back to what you have to do, what you're passionate about, and at the end of the day. Even if I don't get a job or I went in for a second callback and like like callbacks and producer sessions and screen tests, those are all like stepping stones. Like I was up for a big travel show this past week. I was up to final three. They, they looked at thousands of celebrities for this show. Thousands. Hundreds, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> hundreds there were of, three. Yeah, the, so there were six of us. Um, <laughs> and they looked at you know hundreds of celebrities and I, I got to the top three. And I didn't get it because I know the chemistry who they were connecting us with, who was already cast, wasn't the right match for me because I was a little too gung-ho. And they wanted someone who was a little more naturally reserved. Like, they wanted someone that's, like, not going to go and try the new thing in the new city. I'm like, let's go! So, like, my audition, 
I wasn't being my authentic self. I was kind of tweaking it to like be a little more reserved. Like I've never tried banana bread, like whatever, you know, whatever it is. And I'm doing that to try to get the job. And at the end of the day, did it work? Nope, because I wasn't being me. And they cast someone else. But, and I got really discouraged. And James was like, hey, you aren't, you, you were lying the whole time. It wasn't really like the best thing for you. And B, like you got to the top three out of, Hundreds, like you got to remember that. Like, so that wasn't the right exact fit, but like what you're doing worked because what you were doing got you all the way there. So it's it's being passionate about what you want to do because at the end of the day, I, of course, at the let's be let's be real, guys. At the end of the day, I hate this. I don't ever want to do a travel show. I became a baby crab. That that <laughs> night, I was a baby crab. I was like, I don't want to do this, and I became such a baby. And then the next day, they were like, Hey, you have another audition. Do you want to go on it? I'm like, Yep. Want to, like, I'm willing to go through all of that again because I love what I do for a living. And that's what you have to remember. Like, if you love what you do, then even the opportunities that aren't great and that, like, set you back, like, like at the end of the day, when they ask you if you want to go through all that torture again, you're like, yep, absolutely, because you love it. You love what you do when you do get it. And you got to remember the process is fun. And you have to remind yourself of that. Like, just because you don't get it, Go in the room and find that something that's fun about going in the room and auditioning. Like, find something you love. Like, I'll go for auditions, and instead of trying to book it now, I walk in, I'm like, how am I going to go have fun in that room? And then when you leave, if you went in and had fun and did your best, you don't really care if you get it or not because you went in and you did it. And you're like, I did my thing. Whether they want a blue M&M or a red M&M doesn't matter, but I went in and I was a really good red M&M. Like, I was really good. <laughs> so if they want that, great, it's going to work. And I had a blast, and I made them laugh, and that's what makes me feel good. Next. Last one. Last question. <laughs> yes. Wow, pressure. Hi, Jonathan. Hi. My name's Andrea. Thank you for coming. First yes, of look all. at you. Everything. She's got the glasses. <laughs> it's all it's all really, really coming together over here. Really happy. I'm really trying. Uh, I, yeah, I am ready. I mean, first of all, you would have made an excellent pageant girl. Like every single answer that you're giving, I'm like, oh my gosh, I would totally make like, right, yeah, Miss and USA. world peace. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. I love it. Which leads me to my question. You said the best things in life happen when you become your truest self. Yes. Is there a defining moment in your life or in your career in which you said, this is who I truly am. This is the Jonathan Bennett that I need the world to see. Uh, <laughs> high loaded question. Um, you know, there have been. There have been a couple um, moments when I would say one of them was when I was on Dancing with the Stars. Um, a, because I was extremely vulnerable. Like, I'm, I thought I was a good dancer. Thought. Then you get there and you realize, after you do it with the professionals, I'm like, I can be on Broadway. And you're like there and you're doing it. And it's the hardest thing you've ever done. And that first moment. So uh, let me tell you why. Let, let me back it up real quick. I'll make this quick. I know we're short on time. I lost both my parents in the same year. Uh, both of them died from cancer, completely separate within the same nine months. And a few months after that, I was on Dancing with the Stars. And there's a moment when you, you are, you're a good dancer, like I'm decent, but I'm not great. And you have that first show and you're standing there and you're about to go live and you're seeing the red lights on the cameras turn on and you hear your song start and you hear everyone scream and you're like, I'm about to do the tango, which I've never done in my life, or the jive for 25 million people live. Oh, my God. 
Like, that's about to happen. And something clicks in you where you're like, well, here goes. Here goes nothing. And you just go out and you do it, and you grow a little bit more. I grew as a person. Like, think about something you've never done. You're going to do it live for millions of people. Like, for the first time. Like, here. Like, that's crazy. So you kind of grow up. And then the other one is, I would have to say, is, you know, about being my true self and about being in a relationship with someone that I love and always kind of not really talking about it or hiding it because I felt guilty because I was like, oh, the girls won't want to, like, date me. And, like, that's it. But I'm like, but that's not true. And, ever like, it's not, it doesn't matter. So then, you know, I kind of decided that, like, I'm just going to live my life authentically. And, like, this is my boyfriend, y'all. And ever, oh, when that happens, yeah, 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 there he is. He's back there. He's cute. Um, and, uh, and I came out and, you know, started posting on Instagram and, you know, Twitter. And it's like, yep, this is who I love. And I thought it was going to be a huge thing, and it wasn't. Everyone's like, oh, cool. And I'm like, but now when I walk in a room, I don't have to hide that part of me when I'm around, like, different people. Like, I don't have to hide it. And I, I never had been, I had never been, like, around my friends and family, I had been myself. But, like, a public event, something like this, I wouldn't really talk about it. And when I did, it's just, it became, life became easier. Like, I feel so light now. Like, being able to go on Dancing with the Stars, do something you've never done. So every time you do these things where you really live your authentic self, and are your true self and are the best you can be, you automatically become lighter and people see it. And people come up to me and they're like, you look, you look really good. I'm like, what'd you do? I'm like, nothing. But it's just that thing inside of you that's shining. There's something inside of you that's shining brighter that, than it was before. And people are picking up on that. And they think you look better. And, that's, and they're drawn to that. And what I learned when my parents died and went through all this stuff, I really learned, I learned a really, really amazing thing from my, like, spiritual leader. He's like, you have to remember, no matter what, if you are your true self and you're being you, in that moment, you are never too much and you are always enough. If you're just being you, you're never too much and you're always enough because you're being you in that moment and that's all you have to be. When you start doing the other crap, that's when life gets complicated. Just be you, and that will work. That's awesome. You guys, let's give him a big round of applause. Thank you, John. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Leap Foundation, on Instagram at Leap Foundation, and on Twitter at Leap Los Angeles. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.